Welcome to another episode of the Bear Ash Podcast. Hi. I'm Chase. I'm Manny. And that's Manny. I'm Manny. Manny, how are you? Dude, it's been like three weeks since we spoke at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but definitely three weeks since we've done an episode. Yes. Well, and our time has been so limited because of the freaking holidays. Yeah, I know. It's tough. All that family, all those gifts, all that stuff nobody wants because they're not cigars. Uh, yeah, I hope that, uh, well, first of all, I got some cigars. And secondly, I hope that your family's listening so they don't get you anything next year. I would never advise my family listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a valid point. Valid <laughs> Unlike point. some people. Yeah, hey, I've never actually um, told people they should listen. People just do, you know? That's their fault. It's a free world, free country. You've been warned. That we live in here. Yeah, so... What, so uh, we're, we're, I didn't get a cigar the entire winter break until I posted that one, the number nine, with the coffee moonshine Ooh, on our yeah. old... On the Insta, I posted it. Yeah, on the Instagram. I celebrated the culmination of all the holiday traveling and children's sickness with my own cigar with coffee moonshine. It was delicious. So that was your first cigar for like a couple weeks? Yeah. Well, that's sad. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Thanks, man. Now I understand why you seem so needy on your last Instagram post. That was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, what are we, what are we smoking tonight, man? <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for, mm. well, since we did one last. Yeah. This is the Herrera Esteli by Drew Estate, Miami. It's the 2019, so it's the black label with the two bands. Yeah. And we have the, so the Herrera Steli Miami, we have in the Lonsdale Deluxe, which is a 6.5 inch by 44 ring gauge. Um, so it is long and thin, the way you like them. That's right. And actually, I haven't lit mine yet. Did you light yours? Uh, I did, yes. Okay, so drop some knowledge while I light mine. Drop some knowledge. Uh, I mean, right. I mean, I'm maybe a quarter of an inch into the cigar. Um, it's got a little bit of spice to it. It's definitely like a medium body. I'd say maybe even medium to full. A lot of flavor. Ooh, I just um, hit the mic with my cigar. Ooh. Um. Ooh, it's got some. Some spice and pepper off little, the little, light. Little pepper. Uh, so it's you know a, when people say that they like they, they they say oh sweet tobacco, and we're kind of like well yeah it's a cigar. I, I think that that actually rings true with the cigar. As like, in it is sweet. Uh, no, just like like just the smell of I don't know if you've ever handled just like tobacco leaves, but they just have a distinct even a little bit different than a cigar like a distinct smell and I can definitely taste yeah. that on the cigar. That's different than just any like any regular blend. I don't think you necessarily taste that. So it looks, it's very pretty. It is. It's a very, uh, very smooth, nicely wrapped cigar. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a light brown, nice nutty chocolatey color. And I have some info about it if you want to hear it. Yeah, I'd love to hear some info about this cigar, Manny. But man, it just feels so good to finally be inhaling, not inhaling, but smoking the <laughs> cigar. I wouldn't inhale. It does. It does feel good. I do feel uh, kind of notice, bad because I've had quite a few cigars over 
the past couple weeks. Yeah, and you know, I felt really alone, you know, without you. Yeah, I could tell by all the text messages I was getting. And the Instagram posts. Yeah, and that Instagram post, yeah. I'm sorry, the Insta posts. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, kind of off topic, but I've got a mind-blown point here for you. (laughs) A mind-blown point? Yeah. Mind-blowing point. Yeah, mind-blowing. My bad. Sorry, I was just trying to relight one set of my cigars. It's burning a little little bit uneven. Um, But, sorry, here's a little noise for you. A little click-click of the lighter. I hear that. Um, what was I just talking about? Sorry. <laughs> you said you had <laughs> some... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm back to it. I'm back to it. <laughs> so uh, I did... I, see, I think this is mind-blowing because I'm not big on social media. Like, I'm, my presence is very small. Um, but I did notice on Instagram, on the bottom, it says, brought to you by Facebook. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to think that it's like this battle of Facebook between Instagram and what's better. So I brought that a couple people's, a couple people's attention. They're like, no, it's not true. And sure enough, you go right on Instagram and it says, buy Facebook. So how's that for a mind-blowing detail? That was mind-blowing to you? Um, no, I just, I just like the fact that I knew something that people who should have known didn't know. And I definitely shouldn't have known it. Dude, you should tweet that. Mm-hmm. Tweet that instantly on your TikTok. Yeah. Yep, that'll, that'll be, be hashtag chase thoughts. <laughs> It'll go right in oh, there man. with uh, with how do you make dairy-free ice cream. All right. I don't know if you remember that from a few episodes ago, but I feel like that would make it into one of those chase thoughts. <clears throat> Anyways. You can start... Okay, let me, let me, okay, let me read some information about the Herrera Esteli Miami. Yeah, I was just giving you time to get your thoughts together, that's all. Okay. Yeah. All right, the Herrera Esteli Miami is handmade at the famed El Titan de Bronze factory in Calle Ocho in Little Havana. Crafted by Level 9 Cuban Rollers, the complete Herrera Esteli Miami line is expertly rolled with a lavish Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatran binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The new look, so that's the 2019 version, is slightly different than the other ones, of the Herrera Esteli Miami features a black and gold color tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, from El Titan de Bronze, Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera notes, quote, the amount of pride I feel unveiling the full Herrera Esteli Miami line to our most valued retailers is immense. Getting to spend so much time in my family's factory, El Titan de Bronze, I was able to personally supervise every step of the process to make sure the Miamis are smoking excellently. I know I smoked a ton of them. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it has a Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper an Ecuadorian Sumatran binder and Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan filler. Yeah. MSRP, also, uh, go, sorry, go ahead. MSRP is 113 bucks for a box of 10. Oh yeah. I have MSRP, um, on my info here at 1150 per stick. And that's roughly what I, what I think I pay. I, mean, I think we got these actually in an online order, but, uh, I think if you wanted to buy them in shops locally here, they're around 11, 12 bucks a stick. Also, right. you want some you, more background? Yeah, but real quick, if you do find the Herrera Selling Miami in that 
um, what is it, the red and gold, I think is what the other label is. Um, but it is the same blend. They just had it as a limited release before they kind of released it into like regular circulation. And when it was a limited and release. And I think they only had it in one size, right? Like yeah. it was a Vitola? Yep, it was only one size at that time. So they changed up the label for it to be a regular release. So it actually is the exact same blend as a red labeled one if someone happens to be smoking that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in tw- here's some more background history. From a, You know what? I'm a big Willie Herrera fan. I follow him on the Insta. Oh, yeah. As do I. Handsome fellow. Yeah, especially his uh, Bitmoji. His Bitmoji. Yeah, if that's what you call those things. You really are cutting edge. Yep, I do my best. All right. In 2016, Willie Herrera took his Herrera Esteli line of cigars back to his roots with a Herrera Esteli Miami, a single Vitola limited edition crafted at Teton de Bronze in Miami. It was a good cigar. I reviewed it here, says David Jones. Um, but didn't sell exceptionally fast everywhere. I was able to pick up a 10-count box. Uh, where does he get it? Oh, here it is. Okay. So, uh, they announced at the IPCPR, which probably stands for International Princess Cup <laughs> Pairing Renaissance 2018. Yep, that, that sounds about right that the blend would be making a comeback as a regular production cigar. This brings to three the number of factories that make Drew Estate cigars. Their own factory in Nicaragua, the factory of their sister company, Hoya de Nicaragua, and Titan de Bronze, the factory where Willie Herrera learned his craft. The blend is declared to be the same as the previous cigar. Oh, you're right. See that. Uh, this time there are five sizes, none of which is the same as the original release, but all of which have suggested retail prices below, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, a little bit of, little bit of background on the Miami, the Esteli Miami line. Yeah, and I think they actually came down on the price, too, when they came out with the regular release. And what is, Chase, what does the word Esteli mean? Um, I actually don't know what the word Esteli means. I know that it is yes, a do. town or a village. It. I did. It's a region. Yeah, it's yeah a region. Sorry, it's an area of Nicaragua. I really thought I teed that teed that one up for you. Well, look, man, I'm, maybe I'm just not on top of my game. I'm sorry. No more quizzes allowed. So, what do you think so far of the cigar? I think it's delicious. That's um, it. I, I, hey, hey, give give me a second. Give me a second. So, I mean, I'm probably about like, three quarters of an inch. Oh, got some rocks over there? Is that what that is? Oh, rolling some rocks uh, yes. around in a bucket? <laughs> yep. Um, whew. Sorry, a little, a little heavy on the retro there. If you retrohale this cigar, Ooh. it's actually a lot sweeter. But it's, still, it's definitely, a, I think, a medium to full, and definitely a full flavor. Um, get a little bit more sweeter notes. I did decide... Um, this is not my main pairing, but uh, as we've talked about in the past, that it's funny that lots of pairings that come up with cigars that we smoke um, are sweet tea. 
Um, and I've just never like thought specifically to pair sweet tea with cigars. I mean, sweet tea is good, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing that's like, oh yeah, that would go great with a cigar. And as I'm pairing it with a sweet tea, my, my, my assumptions were correct. I don't think it does that a cigar good. justice. No. <laughs> oh, it's not as good. No, it's just like a mouthful of sweet tea. And it's like, oh yeah, now it's the flavor of cigar. So it kind of, if anything, masks the flavor of the cigar a little bit. Which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, yeah, but I mean, this cigar does have a little bit of spice. I feel like it's not quite as spicy right now. That's why I originally lit it. <clears throat> um, but it's good. It's smooth. Uh, some earthy notes, as some would say, which I think that I'm gonna, I'm gonna compare that to like that tobacco taste, um, like dirt and gravel. Yeah, dirt and gravel, and a little bit of mud. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, it's it, it's it's good. What do you think so far? So, I decided to pair it with Trader Vic's Amaretto liqueur on the rocks. Good choice. So. I also took the approach to try and pair it with something sweet, and it is paying off. It's pretty mm -hmm. pretty good. Nice. Um, this cigar, I wouldn't put it at full body. I'd put it at medium body. Hmm. It's got a little bit of kick, at least so far. You are a little further along it than I am, though. Yeah. Because um, you couldn't wait. Mm-mm. And it's not giving off a lot of smoke. It's not too smoky, actually. Yeah, I've noticed that with mine as well. Um, usually I have to crack a window out here in the barn, um, and I can still see the football game, and there's no fog. Nice. Well done. But By the way, it's still 28-23 Packers, in case you're wondering. Oh. Who are you rooting yeah, for in that game, episode. Manny? Now we dated this episode. Now i got to get right to the uh, editing. This is, uh, so <laughs> I've been on this kick of listening to old Opie and Anthony shows. Yeah. So they have them on uh like on file on this website going back to i want to say like going back to all the way to 1994 or something really and yeah and you can find them and uh i've been listening to some funny episodes but then they'll say something like a movie's just come out or like they're making fun of like the mel gibson phone call tapes so it's like everything kind of dated and it feels weird to listen to but they're still <laughs> funny we'll talk about like current things in the news yeah Nice. You ever listen to uh, O&A? Um, I had in the past. I'm trying to remember what station they were on out of New York City back in the day. They were on K-Rock for a while. Yeah, that's what it was, K-Rock. Then they were on WCMF. Nice, yeah. So I had listened to them back in the day. Um, but not, not recently. I think, don't they still have, like, don't they still have a show? No, there was some kind of, like, breakup. And oh. Anthony Cumia has a podcast that he does, and I forget his uh, real name, but whoever, o Opie, the other guy, um, doesn't really do anything, or at least, he might be doing something, but he's not very successful at it at the moment. Yeah. Sorry if they're listeners, and I just offended, you know, Opie. I'm well, hey, at least, you, at least you got you got Anthony uh, shout out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Jim Norton. I don't know who that is. He's that little bald comedian. Bill Burry. And then mean? there's Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> big black guy who died of diabetes. Ooh. So, my cigar is pretty good. Yeah? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. 
I like, I like, I how like you uh, jump back like in there. I like it with the amaretto. Is that is that ice? Yeah, it's ice. It's not mm. it's not too sweet, which is good. But I do have ginger ale sitting outside in in the cold to uh, water this down if I want to at some point. Well, my actual pairing, man. I know I mentioned I have the sweet tea. That was more just just for fun. Oh, um, you silly! I thought you were being for serious. No, 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 never, never, never. Um, but uh, my actual pairing is I made a little mojito to go with this. You made a mojito? I did make a mojito. Oh, dude. Yeah, sorry. It is uh, today here in Virginia. It was a high of uh, high of sixty six degrees. So uh, yeah, I mean it's a little cooler now, but uh, but I mean it's definitely been cigar weather. I'm getting a little, not really a cold, but I did lose my voice last week while I was in Florida. Uh, the wife and I were on a trip in Florida for the week last week, which is why we've been a little MIA. Um, we were at a Disney resort, and I couldn't find a spot where I could smoke and have a Wi-Fi connection to be able to record a podcast. Because I have designated yeah. smoking areas, and they're all yeah, so kind sorry. of away from buildings. So sorry to all four listeners. Oh, I know. It's rough. That we delayed over that break. There were no good podcasts that came out that whole break. I was so bored. Were you? Uh, Meat so Eater had a good driving. episode during Christmas. I don't know if you heard that one. Who did? Meat Eater. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. They were mixing uh, eggnog drinks the entire episode. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I don't know why. I just thought it was funny every time you just heard the blender going in the background. Well, after listening to that, I did make eggnog with bourbon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I actually did have a uh, afternoon while we were in Florida to where a buddy of mine who was a, it was a trip for the organization that my wife works for, and there's about 5,500 people all gathered in the same place in Florida. And uh, someone who I'm friends with who uh, no longer lives in the Virginia area texted me at like 1.30, and he said, hey, you know, do a little bourbon and scotch tasting Mind you, we're at a Disney resort, and there's like a bridge that goes over the water at this resort that we're at. Um, and there's, yeah, 5,500 people wandering around this property. Uh, so he invited like 10 of us to come and join him, and he drove down. So he had a, like a, one of those plastic milk crates just full of bourbon and scotch. <laughs> and we all just brought our paper cups from inside of our rooms, and we just tasted scotch for about a, uh, and bourbon for about an hour. It's a perfect <laughs> way to spend it. some free time. Spit it out after you tasted it? Yeah, just a... <laughs> <laughs> Next, please. <laughs> so there's not a cigar with that, but it was delicious. I did have a few cigars, um, yeah, that I enjoyed in the nice, beautiful weather there in Florida. It sounds lovely. It was a high of, I think, 23 here today. Ooh. We had winds rip off the fascia so i was up on top of the roof wait 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 again uh yeah Ooh. <laughs> yeah in a different spot so i was up on top of the roof today uh in the ripping wind early this morning with nails wow. and a hammer and some shears hmm. it was awesome well i feel a little bad that i was playing basketball in our driveway with my seven-year-old and i was sweating in shorts and a t-shirt you know what? I don't want you to feel guilty for enjoying the things that I wish I could be enjoying. No, I didn't say guilty. I just said bad. Oh. Yeah, and it wasn't because you were in the cold. It was more just because I didn't want to sweat, if I'm honest. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. It has yeah. nothing to do with your Catholic upbringing? No, no, no. Not that. No, not, not my guilt. And okay. I, <laughs> not that kind of guilt. 
Especially considering I wasn't brought up as a Catholic. But hey. <laughs> I know. Oh. You were never brought up. <laughs> oh, Manny, you're a funny guy. Yeah, I like to make a lot of jokes. And I wanted to really make a lot of... Uh, turn this podcast to, um, doing political jokes. Oh, yeah? Is that your new... Uh, you're going to give that a try? Try to get out of your career? Well, I thought about doing it, and I had that idea, and then I ran from it. Oh. <laughs> yeah? If I ever... If I ran away, you'd find me, because I'd be under Iraq. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, too soon? I'm sorry. I mean, are these even technically political jokes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't to know. some they might be. To some they might be. Uh, I knew a gentleman back in Connecticut who was a tile guy for my uncle's company. Um, and uh, he used to wear a shirt. He was from Iran, mind you. And he made himself a shirt that said, I ran from Iran. And he thought it was the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> And he'd wear it around and be like, I made this shirt. And he'd just laugh about it. <laughs> it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. And it was Did true. Did you ever see Arrested Development where they had their, um, uh, their housing development turned out? He'd been in some illegal contract with Saddam Hussein. And <laughs> their little jingle for the commercial was solid as a rock. Yep. <laughs> Quality show that was. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh so, so yeah. Chase. Yeah, go ahead, Manny. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you collect stuff? Oh, I mean I guess you could say that. I feel like tobacco in mm-hmm. my life has caused me to end up with numerous collections. Mm-hmm. Like locks of I hair am. from people who don't know you um, stole it? No. I oh. Don't keep those. Yeah, no, me neither. Um. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, your your cigars arguably are a collection in and of themselves in yes, your humidor. Yes, you know, you've, you've amassed them. Um, I have a bunch of lighters of different kinds, cutters. I have a pipe collection. I have a pipe tobacco collection. Some of the pipes I might not even ever smoke. They're just sitting in my little display case that uh, you gave me as a humidor. Mm-hmm. What are some things you collect, Chase? Yeah, I also uh, collect pipes. I have a, I think you might have more than me, but I do have an assortment of pipes, most of which I also don't smoke. I got a big group of them, like, I don't know, probably like nine of them um, at an estate sale when we lived in New York, and quite a few that you've made. And a couple crummy ones that I've made. And then it's just a couple ones that I've bought um, from a couple of their pipe makers. But yeah, I'd say pipes. Definitely cigars would count as a collection for me. Um, I also keep cigar bands. I used to say I was going to create a journal, which is funny to anyone who knows me because I don't think I've ever actually journaled anything. Uh, but, or blogged. Uh, yeah, or blogged for that matter. Um, but... But I, I did collect them, and I was going to make a journal of the ones that I liked, the ones I didn't like. But then I was just like, well, I'm just going to throw away the bands I don't like of any cigar that I don't like. <laughs> but I probably, I have a couple hundred cigar bands um, kind of waiting. I have an idea, a couple ideas of a woodworking project that I would incorporate some cigar bands in when someday I have my own smoking lounge 
at our home. Are you thinking like an epoxy resin table? Oh, why are you giving, my, giving away my ideas? Well, was that your idea? Mm-hmm. Like put the stickers down and then cover them in epoxy? Mm-hmm. One of my ideas. Sorry. Um, I also have a bunch of cigar boxes that I've collected. Um, also for the purpose of using them for a woodworking project. So I do also collect cigar boxes. Um, I'm actually in the process of finishing a basement for a buddy of mine who, uh, who we're going to be building a bar in that basement, and he has more recently gotten into cigars. So he is going to dig through some of my collection for, uh, for just for some decor. So, uh, yeah, but I'd say most of my collections, though, have to do with um, cigars or tobacco. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else that I collect. I used to collect movie tickets. But, I, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Which is why I don't collect them anymore. <laughs> and that was like even into my 20s. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What was your best movie sticker? Movie sticker? I'm sorry, movie ticket. I, I See, that, that's the thing. I didn't have like a... It was just a stupid thing I did. Then it reminded me of being a hoarder. Are you taking pictures of someone right now? Is that what you collect? Pictures of your neighbors? <laughs> uh, the neighbor can't see me. It's all right. <laughs> no, I was, I was actually... I, I thought you. my phone was on silent, but it's not. I was taking <laughs> pictures of my cigar sitting uh, in the uh, finger holder of my trumpet. Nice, nice. <laughs> Is it still in there? No. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I collect a few things. Uh, I collect silly political memorabilia or swag. Such as? Um, I have hot sauce from Obama's inauguration. Nice. Like from the actual inauguration hot sauce. That How'd you says, get a hold of that? My dad went to the inauguration and knows that I collect this stuff and brought me back an actual, it has like a label with Obama on it for hope and change and it's hot sauce. Nice. It's great. And then I have Donald Trump playing cards and like everyone on his <laughs> cabinet doing something silly on them. Nice. Uh, I've got some Clinton Foundation hardware sitting around my office that I think is pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. You I used to collect a, uh, fingernails, but oh. when I was younger, my mom made me get rid of that. Your own, I hope? Uh, anyone who would donate, honestly. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that you are. Uh, yeah, I have quite a few pipes, because I get, I get them gifted, and I make them, and I buy them. So I've yeah. got a bunch of those. Yeah, I don't know. Collections are kind of a silly thing. You know, where's the fine line between a collector and a nerd and a hoarder? Oh, you know, let me add one more thing. Because I okay. feel like that this, uh, you said nerd and it reminded me. My kids are really into, well, not, not anymore, but they were really into Pokemon cards. So I did for a little while, um, would just pull, like, kind of pull aside the ones that are actually worth quite a bit of money. And put those aside, because if you look at cards of, like, when Pokemon first came out, right, which was, like, 2000-something. Who could forget that? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. But I have a brother who's 11 years younger than me, and that was, like, right at his time of, like, getting into playing. He was, I don't know. I don't know how old he was. I'm not going to do math right now. But uh, anyways, if you look back at the value of some of those cards that he had back then, I mean, there's some of them that are into the thousands, which is a dumb 
like Charizard card or something like that. So anyways, I thought since my kids were into it and they had a bunch of them, um, like our oldest son at like age five saved up Christmas money and birthday money and bought like a whole box full of like hundreds of Pokemon cards of his own money. painful to watch. And uh, so I kept the ones that are currently worth quite a bit and put them aside that way, you know, in the future, since they play with friends and trade them with friends, they might actually have something that could possibly be worth something. How much could... uh Okay, what's your most valuable Pokemon card right now? $125. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have basketball cards from back in the day. I think mine most valuable is probably worth right around the same, 100 150 Have you looked recently? I looked last year. But oh, I bought the, nice. <laughs> it's been years since I did it, but I bought the Beckett manual <laughs> to see what some of them are worth. Yep. Remember that? Used to have a so Beckett manual the, for everything. Yeah, I got the basketball <clears throat> Beckett. Uh, dude, my dad had a... A rookie Mickey Mantle card. Oh, don't. Worth God knows how much. Mm-hmm. His mother, my grandma Iris, threw it away. Ooh. She, she threw it out. Ooh. In a bundle of stuff. I remember he brought me back there when I was a little kid and we were hunting everywhere for it. He's like, I swear, I put it right. She's like, oh, I threw that box away. Oh. What was his reaction in that moment? She didn't know. He was just, you know, more disappointment than you could possibly fathom. Yeah. I think, I really think it might have been worth anywhere from twenty to $25,000. Holy crud. He had in like one of those protectors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do um, have a bin full of uh, football cards and baseball cards. Um now, for us, kind of growing up in the late 80s and then early 90s would have been the time for me to collect that stuff. Um, there's cards that were worth something back in the day. And I recently, like last year, worked for was a customer that I had with the company I worked with who was a card collector. If you went into his office, which really was like a bedroom that was turned into his quote-unquote office, um, and it was just filled with like just piles of sports cards and sports memorabilia. Um, but he, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, I, I happen to have, you know, entire sets of like Don Russ and Upper Deck from like 1987 <laughs> to like 2002. And he was like, yeah, that was the worst time to collect cards. And I'm like, why is that? He was like, because they made so many of them. He said that entire set is maybe worth $20 now. Um, when, yeah, there are some cards in some of those sets that at the time, you know, were worth 75 bucks just for one card. Um, I have a uh, a signed Aaron Hernandez card. Ooh. Right next to my signed OJ card. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> how many how many other uh, murderers? Does uh, Michael Vick we count? A, we, should, we should put a book <laughs> together of all the uh, professional athletes and their corresponding cards that have been convicted of murder. Or actually, OJ was never actually convicted. Yeah, there you go. See? Can't He's include acquitted. them then. Yep, if the glove don't fit, you quit, okay? We'll have the If I Did It binder. <laughs> Are we actually going to do this someday? Oh, yeah, I love collecting cards at my age. Yeah, well, it took us like a year and a half to actually record one episode of a, our first podcast, so. Yep, and you I, still don't have a microphone. <laughs> I do, just not an actual microphone. Okay. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> I definitely collect knives. Got a ton of knives. Got yeah. a ton of guns. Yeah. I think one of my favorite items in my collections, 
just thinking off the top of my head, would have to be one of the rifles is a, they call it the JFK gun. Because yeah. it was the same gun that Lee Harvey Oswald, that was, was that it? Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald used, this is the shorter barrel version, but it is a 6.5 Carcano Italian made round. Hmm. It's pretty cool. That is cool. I don't think it's actually worth a ton of money, but it's just cool. It's like a like cool thing to have in your piece. collection. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I don't have anything cool like that. What's the most expensive cigar in your humidor? Uh, about 50 bucks. Which one is that? That's the uh, Padron uh, anniversary cigar that I have in there. I don't know the exact name of it. It was a gift. I think uh, it was purchased. Isn't Padron 50? Yeah, it is a Padron 50. So, yeah. I think it's it's like between 45 and $50, but I just rounded up to 50 because it sounds better. So that's like any starting Davidoff price. <clears throat> exactly. That's like a little Corona in like Davidoff's <laughs> econ- economy label. <laughs> Last time I was in our local smoke shop, I mean, they know me well enough to know I'm not going to spend, you know, 75 bucks on a cigar. But they did point out one of the new Davidoff cigars that came out this year. Um, I was like, oh, want to try something new? And it was 75 bucks. And he also knows that I'm not a big fan of Davidoff. Not that I'm not a fan. I just don't think they're worth the money they charge for them. I listened to another cigar podcast. And I'm, it might have been the Ash Holes. I'm trying to remember which one it was. But they had discussed a Davidoff that they'd acquired recently. And they were all raving about the quality and the craftsmanship and the rolling. And the, the year of the rat. What's that? Year of the Rat. Oh, uh, was that it? I can't remember. Might have been. But uh, they all said it was more than they usually pay. And at least one of the people that was on the podcast, of which I think there were four or five, said, this is just not for me. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it burns well. This is not for me. And I've oh. I've had some Davidoffs, and uh, so far they're not for me. But I'd be willing to try one. I, I want to try another one. Could you imagine spending like fifty to seventy-five dollars on a cigar and being like, "Eh, yeah, that's." I feel like I'd be furious, honestly. Well, that's what my dad—he bought us like forty-dollar Davidoff cigars one time in Key West to go for a walk. Yeah. And uh, to me, it tasted like someone had rolled up lawn clippings, (laughs) and it was harsh and it was gross. And I, yeah. hey, you know what? Maybe it wasn't kept properly, but that was the last Davidoff I had. Yep. Um, the last Davidoff I had was actually one of those little tins of cigarolos. And they weren't bad, actually. But, you know, I might have mentioned this on one of our episodes, but it's a tin that was probably 25 to $30 value. And I went into a little smoke shop. I was visiting family out in Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, didn't have any cigars with me. And everyone was kind of like, hey, you got cigars? I was like, no, but I'll run out and grab something. So uh, knowing, you know, a couple of my brother-in-laws would prefer a small cigar. So I just grabbed like that tin. They guess they weren't cigarolos. They were just tiny cigars. Um, and they were not marked with a price. And the girl who was working at the smoke shop clearly had no idea what she was doing. Um, but she was like, um, I mean, what do you think is fair? Like $10? And I was like, oh, I'll give you 15 And she was like, oh, okay, sounds good. They're probably three hundred dollars for that little tin. <laughs> no, I think they're. I think like the shop near me, you can get them for like twenty six bucks. But still, I should have just been like, yes, ten dollars is perfect. 
<laughs> That's a little overpriced, but I guess I'll pay you. <laughs> the most expensive cigar in my humidor is probably one that was gifted to me. Mm -hmm. And it's probably probably the Series A, the Liga Provada mm -hmm. Series A that was yeah. a gift that I just have sitting there. Nice. I don't know what it actually cost the person at the event or what, or what they would have gone for at the event, but I'm pretty sure it's from 2011. Yeah. And so it's well-aged. It's in yeah. great shape. Nice. And it's it's probably worth anywhere 30 to 45 bucks as a cigar by itself. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a ton of expensive cigars. I have a couple friends that smoke expensive cigars exclusively. And I feel like I can typically find a cigar under 10 bucks that I can compare to whatever they're smoking. Yes. I've actually even gifted them. Like, there's been times where I've been like, hey, smoke this cigar. And they're like, ah, I don't like that. That's a cheap cigar. Like, kind of as a joke, obviously. But uh, I've often taken, like, a $6 cigar and just pulled the label on it and said, here, try this. And tell me what you think. And they're like, this is delicious. I'm like, yeah, six bucks. <laughs> um, I've gotten away with that with the CAO Pilon. It's a good cigar for... People who think that only uh, paying 25 plus for cigars is the only cigar you can smoke. <clears throat> hey, speaking, you mentioned uh, a well-aged cigar. I know I've shared this story with you, Manny, but I do feel like it's worth mentioning here on the air. Um, I, I went and visited my father back in Connecticut uh, right after Christmas. Oh, yeah. And he's got a couple humidors. He's always uh, had a few humidors, um, typically pretty well-stocked. Um, thankfully, it's not as stocked as it has been in the past. But I was like, oh, how's your humidor looking? And uh, he was like, oh, I haven't checked it in a couple weeks. I might have to add water. And I opened and it this up. this is the man, your father is the man who, because of his well-kept humidor, enabled us to then steal quality cigars from that humidor and enjoy them at an early age. Yeah, he's always, he's always uh, kept his, I mean, I was like, I always thought he kept his humidor well, but uh, turns out he's been making some mistakes all along. But as I open the humidor, and it's probably a, I don't know, 300 count humidor, pretty big humidor. Um, I open up the top and immediately I get hit with the smell of like moldy basement. And I looked in there and he had a little saucer filled with water. And there's just like a, I was like, and instantly before I even looked in there, I was like, dad, there's mold in here. And he was like, no, there's not. Oh, like that wet, that wet mildew smell. Oh yeah, like it smelled like straight up like moldy basement. Um, oh. So I. Uh, he's I, got a good. He's got a good stash too, doesn't he? Um, his stash has dwindled. I think he's uh, he's cut back quite a bit. My stepmom quit smoking altogether. Um, I guess two a little over two years ago, and he's cut back quite a bit. Um, so the best cigars in this humidor. Um, sorry, Dad, if you ever listen to this, but are the ones I've given him. Um, Everything else is, you know, he, 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 I think he's kind of settled for some uh, crummier stuff. Or maybe he just knows I'm going to give him some good stuff, so he just waits. But, uh, but anyways, uh, as I looked in the humidor, there's a saucer of water, and there's just a layer of mold on top of the water. It's like a film. <laughs> and on all of the cigars, some of them were in cellophane, some of them weren't, um, but it was just speckled with mold on almost all of the cigars. And I was like, Dad, that's mold. He was like, no, nah, it's plume. Oh, no. Which I then said, well, Dad, so you're telling me that like, the very rare scenario of keeping your, of getting plume on your cigars by keeping them at a perfect humidity and perfect temperature over possibly years, 
happen to happen in this humidor that's clearly far too humid. <laughs> and it happened to happen on every cigar. I'm like, that's not, that's not plume, that's mold. Dude, that sucks. So, I mean, in my opinion, I think he needed to throw out almost everything, but he, he thinks they're salvageable. And maybe that's why he's always got a cough every time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> a little mold coming up. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That it was sucks. sad. It was pretty sad. He was like, I'll just wait. And that, so oh, I guess here, this is worth saying. I said, Dad, what have you, like, what do you put in here? He's like, I just put hot water in there. Like, what do you mean hot? Like, hot water from the tap. <laughs> I was like, you can't just put hot water from the tap in there. And I said, you know, you got to use distilled water. And he said, no, that's, that's BS. He was like, what happens when you open it? It's no longer distilled. I said, that's not, that's not how it works. Like maybe if you like took a swig out of it, swish it around in your mouth and spit it back in, I could see it being an issue. But so anyways, it was kind of sad. Um, we well, did not get an opportunity to smoke a cigar, even though I, I did bring some. But uh, it, was, it was a little chilly while we were there. And, uh, and I was just a little disappointed in him, honestly. Disappointed in your own father. I know. It's, you know, it's just I never you thought it would come to this. By the way, can you hear that owl in the background? I can't. I have a, there's a, a great horned owl that's up in the tree above the barn. I can hear it, but I don't know if it comes through on the mic. I can't hear it now. Maybe when in the recording, though. Oh, oh, I hear it. Did you hear that one? I heard that. That was really clear. Oh, jeez, yeah. Did you ever think that maybe your dad is just so wise that he just knows that it doesn't matter at this point? They're all going to be okay? <laughs> He's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, possibly. I mean, my dad's kind of whatever about a lot of things. Once again, dad, if you, if you listen Parenting. to this, I love you, but take care of your cigars for crying out loud. <laughs> it's just, oh, cause he enjoys, I mean, he used to smoke quite a bit cigarettes. Um, and his reasoning for quitting was not for health. It was not for like kicking a habit. It was not for, like, pleasing someone. It literally was like, yeah, I noticed that I don't enjoy cigars as much, so I'm going to cut back that way I can enjoy cigars more. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it was, it was just surprising to me. Oh, that stinks. Well, and the thing is, tap water has minerals in it. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear that one? No. Oh, that was a loud one. It must have come down closer to the window. All right, Harry Potter. Over. It's going crazy. There must be like a male and female really close and in heat. All right, Harry Potter. Move along. You don't hear that? I I don't hear anything. Okay. Well, (laughs) maybe that was just silence. But it was really loud. (coughs) Excuse me. Wow. Are we still listening to the owl? It's crazy outside. It's flying all around the barn, hooting and hollering. Maybe he likes to smell your cigar. Mostly hooting. Maybe he's a Miami owl. It's so loud. I can't believe this mic isn't picking it up. Anyway. Quality mic, man. So, (laughs) it's not. (laughs) So, tap water has minerals in it, which encourages the growth of bacteria and mold. Mm-hmm. where in plain distilled water, it is very hard for things to grow. So that's one of the advantages of using distilled water in your humidor. 
Um, also adding hot tap water isn't hot enough to actually kill bacteria, so you're just giving them uh, a warmer cesspool to breed and multiply in. Mm. That is what I said. I said, if anything, like warm tap water is the worst case scenario. <laughs> I was even like, Dad, just go out and buy Bovita packs. Ah, I'm not going to use those. I'm like, all right. Well, well, I can only do so much, you know? I think you know what to get your dad next year for Christmas. Yeah. A vape pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I do have to admit, I made a special trip out for the sweet tea just to be able to drink it while smoking a cigar. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to run out really quick and grab a sweet tea. It'll be fast. You and I had intended to start recording at 9. Um, I think I was 15 minutes late because I got stuck behind these two guys that like found out that they were having a jewel sale at the local 7-Eleven. <laughs> and we're like, literally, I mean, there was one person working at the cash register and they were like, not digging through, obviously, because they were behind the counter, but just like making a pile of just jewel crap <laughs> because they were on sale. I think that's like I think one of the like main devices for jewel are like thirty something bucks, and they're on sale for nine nine ninety nine. Oh, you got to get on that. Yeah, like one of the guys was like, "Oh, you got to get some." I was like, "No, nope, I'm all set. <laughs> I just want a never sweet tea. A that's it, just a sweet tea." Um, no, me neither. Actually, no, that, I have tried one. All right, okay, just be quiet for a second. This owl's really loud. Hold on, listen. Ooh, ooh. Oh, now a car goes by. Hold on. Shh, quiet. I think I did. Hold on, let me put the mic up to the window. There's two owls hooting at each other. I hear that. They're probably doing it up in a tree. <laughs> Thank you. Is that them that I hear, or is that just background noise? You don't hear the hooting? No, I, I, no, I do now. I just didn't know if that was just the sound of your heater by the door. Well, now we can also post this as a nature podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. They're so close. There's two of them. All right, Dumbledore, totally let's go. Let's, keep, let's, let's move forward, Dumbledore. <clears throat> are, are you, you enjoying I mean? my uh, references to Harry Potter? Not really, because my son just got glasses and he looks just like Harry Potter. In fact, my older son calls him a baby wizard now. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Um, all right. In a minute, I'm going to need more ice and ginger ale and amaretto. Nice. Well, hey, I do, I do have a little I news want... if you want me to read a little news to you. Oh yeah, go for it, dude. Let's yeah, let's get some news that isn't so politically charged. <laughs> um, I don't. This might be politically charged. 
Um, the title here is, uh, or I should say the headline, is High-End Cigar Businesses Fear Going Up in Smoke Because of Harsh, in quotation marks, FDA Rules. It's a very witty headline. Please, please yep. proceed. Um, all right, this is in Yapor, Yabor City, Y-B-O-R City, Florida. Cigars helped define this neighborhood in Tampa that in its prime, almost a century ago, was known as the cigar capital of the world, home to over 100 factories. The city produces millions of cigars to ship worldwide. Um, it is now owned by Newman Cigar Company, um, the sole survivor and the oldest premium cigar maker in the U.S. Uh, but its fourth generation's owners say that their future is now threatened because of regulations by the FDA. Um, sorry, I'm just skipping down a little bit to what those regulations are. I mean, I know we've talked about some of them um, here on this podcast. Does say Congress gave the FDA the power to regulate the tobacco industry prior to the change? New products flood, flowed, sorry, freely from cigar makers to store shelves. The Newman said what happened next wasn't part of the plan. In May 2016, the FDA explained oversight of all tobacco products including premium cigars, e-cigarettes, and other previously unregulated tobacco products. This is America. It's supposed to be the people. It's supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Not it's screw America. the people. <laughs> We've been screaming and shouting from the rooftops that premium cigars are different than other tobacco products. Um, the, these policies would also prohibit manufacturers from giving out cigars as gifts or samples. They also said the agency imposed new product standard rules that will cost them millions. It would cost us $30 million to totally comply with the FDA regulations when we sell $10 million out of this factory, Eric said. <clears throat> we need people to stand up for us. <clears throat> what do you think about all that, Chase? He goes on and on. I, I, I do think that premium cigars are different than a lot of other tobacco products. I think that if you are addicted to cigars, chances are you're just addicted to a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I don't know if there's anything addicting about a cigar. I mean, I guess you could say like the relaxation that comes along with a cigar could be addicting, but I think that you could also then say that fishing is, well, I mean, you could say anything's addicting, right? Um, but cigars in of themselves, I feel like are different than Cigarettes or e-cigarettes where there's such a high nicotine level that you're physically, your body is addicted to nicotine. And also for cigarettes, I think other chemicals that are put in them as well. Um, so I do think that there should be different regulations. Um, I also just think that saying that a cigar company or factory can't give out free cigars is just trying to get more tax money. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. In my opinion. Hey, I said don't get political on this. I'm sorry. Sometimes you just can't help it, you know? You know, I ran for president once. <laughs> oh, my. There you go. <laughs> Is that the only country we've got for these, uh, for these jokes? Uh, no, you could also throw Iraq in there. <laughs> yeah. Get it? Yeah, I, I get it, yeah. I uh, gotta be honest. I don't know if you realize, but when you were reading that, I I went pee under the hooting, lovemaking owls. And oh yeah, got, uh, ginger ale and more ice. So you didn't actually hear what I said. 
Not at all. <laughs> I just jumped right in. I was well, like, what do you think of that? Well, good thing you're one of those weirdos who listens to your own podcast. Uh, yeah. You'll, you'll catch up in a couple of days. It's all right. <clears throat> Did you get the uh, pictures I sent you? I, I, I haven't looked at them yet. All right, good. We're going to go through them one at a time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my up. gosh. Pull up. <laughs> These are horrible. Pull up your uh, text messages, yep. please. Mm-hmm. I've got them. All right. Now, the first one, if you could describe. <laughs> by the way, I found these by searching the hashtag cigar <coughs> oh model. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, the hashtag cigar model will bring you some of these choice pictures that I sent you. Can you, can you describe the first one? Oh, goodness. You're going to make me do this, huh? I'm just asking. Um, what's that movie that you recommended on Netflix um, about those guys that... Don't change like, the subject. No, no, no. This, this is on point, okay? Those guys that travel through the woods and they lost one of their buddies and they decided they were going to go through these woods or they were going to go on a trip because their buddy died and they end up cutting through the woods they weren't supposed to go through. Oh, and with that big demon creature in there? <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I would describe the first picture. She looks like she's like part deer, part person, part. Yeah, what's that? You know, she like, like antlers? What's that movie where you're, they're all painted in blue? <laughs> avatar. Yeah, she looks like an avatar creature smoking a cigar. Uh, no, I wouldn't give her that much credit. I don't. She looks like. I don't know. She looks like a furries convention went wrong. Yeah, but she's posing with that cigar very proudly, advertising tobacco. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, it's great. Hold on, let me. I'm just sending you a couple more because I think I. I, I don't know that I need cigar. more. I think based on this no, next no, no, one, no. Istanbul Providence has a, or Province, sorry, has a, has a different idea of what a cigar model should look like. I think I got a few more examples coming your way. Hold on. Yeah. Let me just see. Let me did, get this Wait, wait, did this last picture of this dude who's like totally ripped? Um, yep. Is that also a cigar model? Hashtag? He has really long nipples. He looks, <laughs> he has kind of an aged body. He's over tan. Um, uh-huh. Like an overly done mustache. Yeah, big old handlebars. He has his own webpage that I found that was hilarious. Oh, gosh. And, uh, yeah, he reviews cigars. And I thought I, I should show you the, the vast array of cigar models that are out there. Here, wait, here, here's what I have to say about this picture, all right, of this guy. What's so sad is that there's someone else who took the picture. <laughs> and they both, at some point, thought it would be a good idea to share it. <laughs> like, it wasn't just one guy who just doesn't get that, you know, maybe, they, uh, maybe he didn't need to share that picture. I do like this other dude who's just chilling back, letting the smoke just plume out of his mouth. So that was funny, because that dude labeled himself a cigar model, too, but I think he was joking. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been. So the second picture yeah. is a woman sitting spread eagle. She looks pretty dirty. She looks homeless um, with sandals on, smoking a cigar from Istanbul province. <laughs> I apologize then, for the ridiculous giggle. Then there's the, the lady with the shaved side of the head and the tattoo on the neck that looks like she's terrified to be taking this picture. Yep. With a cigar stuck in her mouth. Then there's that dude who made me laugh. My. What is this? What is My. Really? Cart? Elicart? 
I don't know. Now, <laughs> I was kind of inspired by some of these photos. With the last one specifically? <clears throat> I decided to take some of my own. <laughs> Cigar modeling photos. I mean, a lot of them show more than is necessary of the human body. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. <laughs> Are you admitting to me that you took this picture because of seeing modeling cigar pictures? You know, like this I is was recently. <laughs> this is recently. I was inspired because there's so many people out there posing with cigars, you know, showing off what they got. You know, I slave for this body. And I don't think it should be hidden under clothes. And I wanted you to see it. What, you just, did you just recently shave half of your chest with that machete? I think <laughs> this, I think like this I picture needs to be chest? shared. This picture needs to be shared, that's all. Well, I didn't shave my chest, but I've often been told that it looks like I purposely make a design in my chest hair. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was referring to. So I, I took a bunch. And I think you should choose one to go on our Instagram page as the cover page. Now, here's a real question. When did you take this picture, Manny? <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you mean, real question? This is, this is the only question that actually matters. <laughs> when, when did I take it? Yeah, when did you take this? I think I took it, uh, shoot, maybe a week or two ago. <laughs> and you, you took it of yourself. <laughs> yes, that's correct. So you posed your phone. And then ran through, it looks like, some part of a field. Um, and then posed in front of where your phone was with your machete and a cigar in your mouth. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to put the entire story together. That's I mean, all. we're kind of new, new to the cigar social media scene, yeah, so I'm just trying yeah, to fit in. Yeah, clearly. And I, I feel like if you have to do that, you have to show off your, your goods and smoke a cigar and then show everyone. Yeah. And I'm not done sending you pictures, by the way. I'm sure you aren't. I hope you aren't, is what I meant to say. If you, if you literally search cigar model, it is mostly women. Um, in fact, I have a screenshot of just what pops up when you search cigar model. Just women barely wearing clothes, smoking cigars. But this Which, time tomorrow, if you search cigar model, you will probably get to see this picture. <laughs> yeah, babe. Hold on. I got a bunch more coming your way. Please do. Here you go. And last but definitely not least, here's me in a police hat. Also taken a week ago? Yep. All in the same session. All in the same this, uh, modeling session. Yeah, the same the same photo op. Photo shoot. I'm sorry. No, photo shoot. shoot. Oh, um, yeah. See, clearly the we're shoot. new to this. Yeah, the Insta shoot. The Insta shoot. Wait, are you eating on our podcast, Manny? Ice. I'm, I'm eating ice. Oh, crunching. Crunching on ice. Okay. I eat ice. I do have to say, it's warm enough out here in the patio that my ice has melted in my drink. Ooh. Mm. So how is your cigar? Is it even still going? Uh, I just relit it. I don't know if you could hear that in the background. It went out a moment ago. Probably in all the time it took me to gain, regain my composure. Um... Which I'm sure will happen. Hot and bothered seeing my photos. Yeah, that's that's one. It's bothered definitely. Yes. Um, but no, it's good. <laughs> what does it matter? Are you choking? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, 
for anyone who's listening, I apologize. <laughs> just get, what happened, Chase? Just, did just get more pictures. I'm glad you figured out how to uh, <clears throat> insert a uh, little, what are those, stickers? What would you They're call those? emoji stickers. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, we're, this is def- definitely going to get shared. Don't worry, folks. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to scrap this podcast biz. As profitable as it has been, <laughs> I'm just going to go straight into modeling. Yeah. Yeah, I would suggest you do the same. There's probably a market out there. Speaking of making a profit. Yeah. I noticed that every other cigar podcast I listen to, they're selling something. Yeah. Or they have a big sponsorship or they have commercials. They got something going on. Yep. I was like, what? We don't have anything. We don't. It's true. Are you saying that you're proud of that fact or... No, I feel like we're, it's a missed opportunity. I mean, there might be one person out there willing to buy, like, a T-shirt. Oh, yeah? So if we if we made a T-shirt and it cost us $20 to make, and we sold it for $50, then you and I each get $15 profit. I don't know that it costs $20 to have a T-shirt made. <laughs> Just one. So what I'm saying is we're going to make even more of a profit. <laughs> <laughs> we sell it for 50 you know? Um, well, I had an idea. Yeah. Shoot. <sighs> what if we made Bear Ash Lounge Shorts? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. With a cigar on the back that disappears into the center of the shorts. Like when you get a wedgie? Like the cigar goes into the middle of the shorts and then disappears. <laughs> you mean when you have a wedgie? And then on the women's shorts. <laughs> I'll be editing this out, I'm sure. <laughs> wait, wait. On the women's shorts, of course, there'd be a cigar on the front and the back. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Did that would be... my last picture? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, hold on. I got a text message. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's going to make it. That's it. Yeah, I'm proud. Yep, you should be. So, so what do you think of my shorts idea? Uh, I think it's a great idea. I think you should run with it. I think we need feedback from the fans. I think we need to get messages and information about, what do you want? We could make a bear ash pair of shorts. <laughs> I feel like that that's, that's kind of a oxymoron. Cutoffs, bear ash cutoffs. <laughs> it's probably a market. The same market that people that would enjoy these photos of you would also like those. Yeah, I bet that guy with the long nipples posing shirtless would buy some. No, he would. He'd buy some bear ash shorts. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, I think that that's a phenomenal idea, and I think you should just run with it. I did. I ran with it. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I do have to say, I kind of... Now, you and I have careers. Um, you could call yeah, those I careers. Um, I don't know that we <laughs> ever started this podcast or continue to record it in the hopes to make money someday. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, I kind of like that we don't have to put any ads in our podcast. Yeah, it's nice for now, but, you know, someone's going to come knocking soon with this kind of talent. Mm. Yeah, you think so? 
Yeah. Wow. Keep mentioning cool. brands. Trader Vicks, Amaretto Liqueur might contact me later. You think so, huh? Willie Herrera might send me a DM. <laughs> Especially once he sees uh, how your modeling career is taking off. So, oh, so I did take one picture. We gotta, we gotta post a picture of this cigar that we're smoking somehow. Have you taken any pictures? Mm, nope. <laughs> I took one. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not in it. I took one pre-light. But I'll be honest, this has been so entertaining. I forgot to take one while smoking it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, Miss, listen, I, I have to admit something to you. Mm. On the air. Yeah. If you want to call it that. Uh, yeah, you. I do want to call it that. All right. So I'm really ashamed to admit this. I got up in one morning and getting all the kids ready for doing whatever they got to do, go to school. My mom comes over. It's time for me to leave for work. I just take a look in my humidor. How's it doing? And I see, oh, humidity's up to 72. I just oh. put water in it the night before. 72 is a little higher than I like. Yeah. I'm just going to let it breathe for a minute. So I opened it up and forgot all about it. Oh, now, on the top layer of my humidor, because it's an open top, I keep all my nicest cigars on display. Yeah. So all my nicest cigars were exposed to regular air oh. all day. The humidity in my house, 55%. Oh, man. Luckily, I came home, and that was like the first thing I noticed when I walked through the dining room. I did a double take. I was like, what? Who is in my humidor? And then I remembered I'd opened it, and I left it open all day. I could see you drawing your sidearm in that moment. <laughs> I did not put a gun to my temple, if that's what you mean. No, I meant, I meant in case there was an intruder who was after your cigars. <laughs> <laughs> um, fortunately, nothing was damaged. I closed Oof. it. I let it chill out. It got up to 67 later that night. Man. So this is about four or five days later. Everything's okay. It was a close call. I mean, it should be fine. It is. Only time will tell, though. Time will tell. Don't don't do this. Think you're in heaven, but you're living in hell. Oh man! Hey, Manny. Mm. Um, I know there are a couple other things we wanted to discuss, and I, I think it's worth mentioning that we are. Uh, Beyond the hour mark right now. Whoa, that's yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, very inappropriate. Um, not that it matters, because no one's listening anyway. Better not be. Yeah, but, uh, but we, I, we, I did mention our careers a moment ago. Uh, was there a story that you wanted to share in regards to, <laughs> uh, to something that happened recently? Not with your career, but in your workplace. There is. Thank you for allowing me the time to share this testimony with you today. Yeah. You know, in all this progressive movement of cleaning up our speech and how we treat each other in midst of human differences, the irony <laughs> of them censoring my artwork at work oh. um, because it has affiliations with tobacco oh. uh, is kind of huge. It's offensive, but also pretty humorous to me. Yeah. So at work, they decided to have an art installation where there's a few uh, uh, employees that are pretty artistic, 
where we artistic work and that too <laughs> just, and just making sure um they like my one of my bosses uh she's a pretty good artist and she does oil paintings and really nice drawings and portraits um and i thought man because they said any you know anything you do carvings pieces sculptures whatever so I had a couple pipes that have been sitting over at Dewey Ave for sale, Dewey Ave Smoke Shop on consignment. I thought, oh, I wonder if they'll let me display these. And, you know, they're my own handmade pipes. Some of them, one of them has like moose antler in the stem. Um, one of them is made out of Morta. It's my Morta Devil Ants. Hmm. Um, I forget what the other one is, but uh, they're, they're three nice pipes. And they're valued. Oh yeah, the other one is like a free, a freehand one that I've had for a long time. None of them have been smoked. They've all been just buffed every couple of years and represented. Um, so I wrote this long email to the person in charge of the quote-unquote cultural diversity and wellness committee. Mm. And I was just like, hey, uh, I've got these carvings, and I would like to put them on display in the art installation. Um, I'm not trying to sell them, but they are somewhat valuable. They're made out of, you know, rare and exotic materials. Uh, um, and I just, I, I said, I don't think they're controversial at all to bring into the workplace. I think that some <coughs> folks may have issues with it because they are um, functional tobacco pipes. But they've never been smoked. They've never been, never been exposed to tobacco. There's nothing on them. They're, they're only meant for carvings. tobacco. Yes, they never even looked at tobacco. I've shielded their eyes from such things. <laughs> so I said, you know, it's really not a risk. You know, get back to me. Let me know. Um, took him a little bit. And then he responded and said, I presented it to the committee. And although I respect your art, they said that we were not going to display it at this time. And they didn't even, even want to see it. Okay. And so I was a little upset. And I believe I'm the first artist to be censored by the cultural diversity committee <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for having pipes that's and ridiculous. like i was like it's not drug paraphernalia like as they define it because we do have like chemical dependency treatment clinics where i work and unfortunately my company is big on tobacco cessation even though they probably all drink themselves to sleep every night and then drink coffee all day to recover Yep. But that's not my business. In my email and they, response. Probably half of them are going on smoke breaks all, yeah, every couple yeah, hours. I know. Yeah, uh, in my in my email response, I just said, you know, I will take no for an answer, even though I could go on and on about the social values and judgments placed on those substances and its consumers in our society, but I won't go on. Um, I said, I thought you guys would be cool, but whatever, it's fine. Thanks for checking. I was a little disappointed. I thought they'd be cooler about it, but I guess yeah. not. I guess they miss out. No, you know, it's all its all part of being uh, accepting is to not accept things. It's all politics. It is. See? You just got to know somebody. It's all nepotism. Apparently. And apparently you don't know anyone. Uh, nepotism. Get it? Apparently. Uh-huh. You like that? I ran with that one. I ran with that theme. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrecked it. Wait. I racked it. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you did. You racked it really good there. I palestined it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that kind of sucks. People are lame. Yes, they are. So if I see any pictures of a car, I'm going to be offended. 
You should if be. If I see any or, pictures of any bodies of water, I'm going to be offended because I know people that have drowned and then have gotten to hit yeah. by cars. Yep. And, I mean, you think about the, uh, you know, the devastation that cars have in our environment. When I see a picture of a car, it makes me want to huff gas. Get that down. Yep. That's it. We recorded it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that, that would actually aggravate me quite a bit as well. I mean, not as I much as it aggravated no. you. I'd probably quit. I was quit. not surprised. I work with some special individuals. Yeah, they're, they're have, very artistic. Well, they have way too much authority for someone with that kind of brain capacity. And Ooh. I'm sure they aren't listening, so I'm not worried Ooh. about that. Well, and you didn't specify their names. Like that guy John you were telling me about. That's, that's not his name. <laughs> well, what, oh, what about Alberta? You're, yeah, like her? Alberta? Yeah. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I'm sorry, Manny. I mean, if it helps, you know what you can do? You can, tomorrow, feel free to take those pipes, put it in a package, and ship them over here, and I'll display them proudly. Yeah, you would? Yeah, yeah. Can't smoke them, though. No, 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 no. Never. They're nice, man. The Morta pipe is valued at, like, 350 bucks. I guess uh, one lady was telling me that they thought it was interesting, but they were worried about people stealing them. That was one of their concerns. Oh, but I was like, sure. but we're... I was like, where are you displaying these? Like, out on the street? And they're like, no, it'll be up in the staff lounge. I was like, listen, if someone steals it from the staff lounge, it's only going to increase in value. Like, it's not going to, they're not going to sand off my signature and it's going to be like a ghost gun. <laughs> like, my signature is always going to be on that pipe. That'll be so freaking cool if someone steals that pipe and then someone keeps that somewhere and, like, gives it as a gift. That's right. Get your name out there. Because then you can look up Embravera Pipes. There you go. Our sponsor. Free marketing. Steal my stuff, man. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, send me your pipes, and I'll just display them out and about for people to steal. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I like that. I yep. like that marketing approach. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So I get, I, I'm guessing that when you mentioned earlier to me before recording this podcast, they had an idea of something to sell. You're referring to the bare ash shorts. That's my best idea so far. Yeah? Yeah. That's lounge it. shorts. Not like a bare ash ashtray? I did see a cool ashtray maker on the Insta. Oh, yeah? I think he followed us. And not in a creepy way. I think he followed us on the Instagram. Um, he makes ashtrays out of obsidian. Uh, yeah, I saw that guy, too. Oh? Uh-huh. Pretty cool. Really cool. Maybe a little collab. I'm trying to find his name right quick because I feel like it's worth mentioning. We'll get an ashtray shaped like a butt, and then you put the cigar like in the middle of the cheeks. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> See? We're genius. Um, oh, where is this guy? He typically posts often. I'm trying to find a post with one of his ashtrays, but they're pretty sweet. Yeah, they're cool. They look like plastic at first, but then I was doing some reading. I was like, oh, they're obsidian. That's why they're so expensive. <laughs> they're just molded plastic. <laughs> Talk about not appreciating someone's art. I said I thought they were cool. Hey, I know we mentioned collections. Um, if you were to have to value your humidor, 
not your actual humidor, but what, the contents of your humidor, what would you put that at? Like the cost of the cigars inside? Yeah. Um, hmm. Probably right now... To anywhere from two hundred twenty-five to two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Nice. That'd be my guess. Maybe a little more, but probably probably right around there. Nice. What about you, Chase? Oh, I'd probably put mine at about uh, probably like eight or nine hundred. Whoa. Yeah. What's your address? Not, I'm not sharing it. Does your wife know how much your humidor is worth inside? Absolutely not. <laughs> what if she asked you? Would you? Would uh, you tell I don't like 50 bucks. <laughs> She's like, Probably. Honey, honey, you have an awful lot of cigars in there. I mean, some of those cost some money. How much do you think you have invested in like all of them that are in there? Uh, I would go with my normal line, which is like, hey, for the record... Like, I often, like, people will come over who have never been to our house before, where there's people that work with my wife or just friends. They're like, oh, yeah, let's check out your humidor, because I have it on display in the back. And sometimes people will be like, oh, that's a, looks like you got a lot invested in there. And my go-to, which is 100% true, is, oh, most of these were given to me as a gift. <laughs> and that's true. I mean, technically, all of my cigars were given to me as a gift. A lot of them I gifted myself. But still a gift. A gift nonetheless. You're so stupid. <laughs> but true. Um, actually, my, my most expensive uh, thing that I've got in my humidor is that box, which I did share on the Insta, as you like to call it. <laughs> of uh, It's called Year of the Pig. Not to be confused with the Davidoff's Year of the Pig. But, um, but Drew Estate has a box that you can only get at exclusive events. And a good pal of mine happened to get one. And uh, he works with my wife, and I guess they were, they were having they had a work call, and at the end of it, he said, "Hey, kind of off to- off topic." It's kind of I, I had to kind of drag all this information out of my wife because I was so interested in where she got it and how she got it. Um, but he, but so he was like, "I happened to I just got back from the big smoke in Vegas, and I've got some like hard to get things. So if you you know need any gift ideas for Chase, you know for Christmas or for his birthday or just to tell him you love him, you know." Um, let me know. And she said, actually, I'm looking for some cigars for him for Christmas. So, actually, I don't love him. Yeah, but he loves cigars. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so she ended up purchasing. Um, to my understand, my guess, based on what I've seen online, he, he gave it to her for a really good price. Um, but it is a box of, it's a feral pig, and then all of the Drew Estate cigars that they make in the flying pig shape. So that's a Kentucky Fire Cure. That is a Liga Pravada T52, a Liga Pravada number nine, and then um, all three undercrowns in the flying pig shape. I think she paid about half of what it's worth. Based on what she told me she paid, yes. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. But, uh, but its actual value is a little under 200 I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's probably my most, you know, and it's all, I still have them all in the same box. I did pull out the Kentucky Fire Cure, though, and put it in a separate humidor because I didn't want it stanking up my, my main choices of cigars. And they are, I shared that picture on Instagram, but it's beautiful. They come in like a red, like, I don't know, it's almost like a wax paper or like a, 
parchment. No, what's that stuff that you put in like... Cellophane? No, just shut up for a minute, Tissue. okay? Tissue. There we go. I, you know, I'm sorry for saying shut up, because you, you helped me out there. You know, I work hard around my house to keep uh, my sons from saying that word, so... Tissue? You're not really helping me out. Or shut up. Shut up. Oh, not tissue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you ever lost it on your kids and said shut up? To them? Um, not yet. I've lost it on kids that I've worked with <laughs> and yelled, shut the hell up. Nice. I'm not proud of that moment. Um, but you also don't regret it. Listen, man, someone needed to stop the fighting that was going on in the van that I was driving. Mm. And I did. It sounds like it. <laughs> they stopped fighting. <laughs> I did just, just I, I guess this was yesterday. Um, my kids are going through, both of them are going through a stage to where they think it's a wise idea to just backtalk all the time. Oh, is that development? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, but uh, So anyways, they were not meaning to get themselves in trouble, but I finally was like, you guys both need to just shut your mouths because every time you open them, you get yourselves in more and more trouble. <laughs> and then our youngest said to me, Daddy, that's not nice. Yeah. There was a woman yesterday that came into a gas station I was in with my oldest son. She clearly was a burn victim mm -hmm. of some kind, and it, her face looked like a mask that was kind of hanging off her face. Mm -hmm. And instantly I grabbed him. Before he even saw her, I said, keep your mouth shut about everyone in here. Don't say a word. <laughs> he said, Okay. <laughs> Didn't say anything. Nice. I could just see him being like, what's wrong with your face? Did she catch his eye? I couldn't see her eyes through, like, the droopy, I did, dark I didn't mean, holes. like, actually, like, did they make eye contact? I um, meant, like, did he notice her? Uh, he did towards the end, and I was like, all right, let's go. Grabbed his hand, we left. Yeah. Hmm. That was fun. Yep, I think, I mean, I think that people who maybe have a condition that brings the attention of children probably get it, that kids just don't have the right filter, or have just not been around, like, different kinds of people that have different, you know, whether it be a disability or, you know, a deformity of some kind. I wasn't really worried about her ability to field the question, what's wrong with your face? Yeah. I just didn't want to have to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I felt kind of bad. My sister-in-law recently is, not recently, she's still battling some cancer. And when in big crowds, it is highly recommended that she wears a, like a surgical mask to keep away from other people's germs. Mm -hmm. um, so she was wearing a surgical mask. On, we went to our Christmas Eve service at our church. And there was just a kid sitting right in front of us who was probably like, I don't know, three years old. And the service was probably like 45 minutes and I do not think he stopped staring at her a single moment of that service. <laughs> Did she catch his eye and just stare back at him? Uh, uh, yeah, she definitely would. Like, and you could tell that she was kind of like smiling underneath her mask. Because I think, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's understood that like, kids just don't know what to do in those situations. Yep. One day I ran out of my front door and yelled at this lady walking by her house, How come you're so short? <laughs> my mom just pulled me back in the house. Nice, nice. Was she short? Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, 
Call Making him a spade an observation. a spade. Yeah. <laughs> Smart kid, I guess. Yeah, that went away. <laughs> yeah, it did. The moment you took those pictures. <laughs> oh, hey, for anyone who's still listening, this is how you know Manny's done recording a podcast. This is how you know Manny gets bored. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with a trumpet, man. I got nothing to do. Yeah. Well, hey, I think that kind of touches on everything that we wanted to talk about. That touched everything I wanted touched. <laughs> so is that is that it? <laughs> it was ended there, yeah. You want me to play us out? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Not yet, not yet. Oh, Very sorry. important. What, what is our plan? Okay. What is our plan for our next episode, Manny? Right, good thought. Um, well, actually, we should probably talk about the cigar. I just finished mine. <laughs> it smoked longer than I thought it would. Yeah. And I smoked past both bands. And it just went out. That was really good. I, I wouldn't say it was a full body. It was a medium body. It was a great cigar. It had a uh, little bit of spice, a little bit of peppery kick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Burned, mine burned great just except for one part need a little catching up yeah towards the end there but um this is awesome it was what 11 or 12 bucks per cigar yeah that's about right that's delicious yeah it is yeah um i i'm still on mine a little bit i've got about an inch and a half left um and it's still delicious uh, I felt like it definitely at the beginning was kind of more full-bodied and it tapered down pretty quickly. Like when I first lit it, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is a, it's got some power behind it. But, uh, but it kind of mellowed out in the, after the first third. Um, very creamy. I also feel like it's not the kind of cigar that I'm going to have a pretty like, you know, like a lasting aftertaste tomorrow morning, which I also like in a cigar. But uh, yeah, it's got a little spice. A little spice is, uh, is kind of, you know, it's there, the whole smoke, I felt like. Um, I realized, Chase, we didn't really read reviews. Mm. I've got some here that uh, give some interesting perspectives on the Herrera Esteli Miami 2019. Yeah, for anyone who's still listening. <laughs> yeah, that'll be just you and me tomorrow, listening to this ourselves. Yeah. This person says, There's a ton of creaminess in the middle portion of the cigar, though it's not the typical manifestation of the flavor. Rather, it's more like an array of various creamy flavors. Oh. Tomato soup, potato soup, and sugar cookies that have degraded in a glass of milk. What the? In addition, there's some nuttiness, like the thin coating of pistachio and oranges through the nose. The pepper is still there, though not really any more intense than the first third. And now, more of a cheap, store-bought ground black pepper. Wait, wait, wait. He goes on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> is he saying that the cigar is tasting more like a store-bought cigar or specifically store-bought pepper? Specifically store-bought pepper. Oh. This guy's bougie. Which require? I mean, he must be like a sommelier of, of pepper yeah. to distinguish between... I fresh grind my peppercorn every time. Store-bought, and where else would you buy pepper? Mm-hmm. The market? 
He also goes on to say, a big nuttiness along with a very distinct duck flavor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's really Replace. selling the cigar. <laughs> a very distinct duck flavor. <laughs> Replace the creamy portions of the flavor. There's both acidity and sweetness behind that in the form of teriyaki sauce and oh some caramel corn. What that? What? <laughs> Come on. Oh. He says, interestingly, the pepper is almost completely gone until the nub gets to the point where my fingers are getting burned. Strength increases a bit as well, getting close to full. I'd say goose, by the way, not duck. Not duck? No. I was going to say woodcock. Yeah. You would. Ah! <laughs> oh, that might be the best. That might be the, the best review that I've. I mean, I don't even want to read the ones I pulled up after that. <clears throat> yeah, that was one of my favorites. Um, I don't know what what that person was tasting. Yeah, what was I he eating? I don't taste potato soup or duck. Or tomato soup. Or, <laughs> right, or tomato soup or store-bought cheap pepper. Yeah. No, no, me neither. Or teriyaki sauce, for that matter. <laughs> I think... Oh, wait, are you sure that wasn't like a food review? This was the Herrera's Deli Miami 2019. <laughs> I don't know. I think he might have gotten his reviews mixed up. Yes, maybe he was making Hassenpfeffer. Oh, maybe he was. Want to hear some more flavors people picked out? I do, yeah. All right. Someone says, in any event... The fact is, this cigar is not as sweet as the original blend. Same blend, but yeah. Right, that's the funny part. He says, I have cedar notes, lots of nutmeg, a touch of brown sugar, lots of cinnamon, and a black coffee base. (laughs) Nice. The hint of caramel has not developed into a full-blown flavor. There's, there's so much nutmeg oh my. <laughs> that the coffee tastes earthy. <clears throat> so he's saying the nutmeg flavor makes the coffee taste earthy hmm. in the cigar, if I'm reading that correctly. Oh, wait, he says, the black pepper has toned down to a 7 to 7.5. Oh. I'm guessing out of 10, but who knows? Does he have his own rating, like, scoring system that he does? Yeah, but he never really defined it, so it could be out of 100 for I think all I I'd, know. Yeah, I'd put it at, out of 30. He then, he then says, The finish is coffee and nutmeg with nice lingering black pepper. <laughs> this guy, I think he's, he's just eating nutmeg with the cigar. Yeah, I don't taste those funky Christmas flavors. It was just a good cigar. I'll say it tastes creamy. I'll give it that. Yeah, I'll give it creamy, yeah. I wouldn't give it all those soups. And I'll give it a little. No, I definitely wouldn't give it soups. I don't even know. I don't even know what potato soup is. Uh, yeah. Well, you wouldn't because you're probably keto. Um. No. Dude, I made some great soup last week. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Before I hear about your soup. Yeah. All right. Um. I do want to share a couple flavors that popped into this. This. Review I was reading. Okay. Um, this is actually from his cold draw flavors. Cold flavors were of grass, wood, and a slightly chemical note that felt familiar. But I couldn't place it. 
I have to say the chemical flavor wasn't pleasing. But it's only the first time I've picked it up on any of these. Oh, man. <coughs> For me, if, if that was true, I picked up a chemical flavor that was somehow familiar, but I couldn't place it, and I've never tasted it on a cigar before. I don't know that I'd smoke that cigar. But anyways... Well, I don't know how you would feel something that you taste. That's a good point. Like he says, I taste a chemical flavor that feels wrong, or whatever. That felt familiar. Feels familiar. (laughs) But he couldn't place it. Uh, He goes on, after lighting the cigar, to say the H.E. Miami, which would be Herrera Steli, lit up fairly quick and very evenly, with tons of cedar right up front. (coughs) Which I don't know that I got that. Followed by a grassy and earthy mix, and a little bit of black pepper heat. There was more cedar on the nose, along with an intense red pepper burn. As I burned through the first third, I got a nice mix of grassy Dominican and earthy Nicaraguan. Excuse me, notes. While cedar backed off quite a bit, the pepper burn stayed fairly low level on the palate. But it did kick up some sweeter notes along the way. Sweeter notes of. Yeah, sweeter. Like like he's hunting grouse. Yeah, (laughs) kicked him right up. Uh, sweeter notes of dried fruit began out. to come more into the focus during the second third, approaching the levels of the grassy and earthy notes. Pepper continued to fade on the palate. Um, he does go into... I like how he... It's like a different paragraph, but then he just says, woodsy notes came back into play while the grassier flavors died down. There's a little more pepper on the palate toward the end, and the sweetness continued at a moderate rate. I th- can I can I interject here? Yeah. <clears throat> I think, and I used to do this, but I never wrote it down because, like, deep down inside, I knew it sounded dumb. But I think some people want to like script a story of the flavors of the cigar that sounds so enticing that you'd want to try it. When, like, there's no such thing as kicking up flavors. Like, you're just adding those things. Like, the cigar tastes like this or doesn't. Yeah. Like how how suddenly this comes to the forefront and this one mellows behind it. Or this one bittered up the black coffee and made it more of an espresso roast than a regular dark roast. Yeah. Or this pepper is no longer bought at Trader Joe's, but now it's bought at CVS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I agree. I have another one that gets into um, sharp oak taste. <laughs> Like splinters? Yeah, and then it also turns on the tongue and rear palate as stale oak. It turns on the tongue and rear palate? Yep, it takes a turn for the worse, it sounds like. Ugh. Yep, the sweetness goes away, and it's just creamy wood. <laughs> the nuttiness Don't goes away. Don't you say that to me. And the cream drops back. Some wood bitterness joins. Wait, wait, wait! Listen to this. Some wood bitterness joins the wood. <laughs> at an inch, at an inch and a half, the retrohaler is primarily wood, with a slight <laughs> creaminess. <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? All right, second third. The aroma so, is kind of like wood. The second it tastes th- like wood. 
the retro is kind of woody. And look at this. I accidentally lit up some wood. Second <laughs> third's profile is more oak and mixed nuts focused. And why oak? I don't know. The nuttiness is nicely paired with a creamed body. <laughs> what does that even mean? The spice of the dried pepper is now a secondary note. And the floral notes are no longer... By the way, he never mentioned floral nuts. But hey, providing deeper, dry red pepper, creamed nuttiness, and sharp oak. Deeper and deeper. Oh, and now it's giving stale oak and dried nuts. Body remains <laughs> so at the medium mark. That doesn't sound good. Nope. <laughs> stale oak? Yeah, and, and, and smooth, creamy nuts. Creamy wood all up in your mouth. Yeah, that, that might be going a little too far, Manny. <clears throat> I'm just hey, quoting it. Hey, in case you were wondering, the retrohale is primarily wood. <laughs> With slight cream. <laughs> oh my, this guy's, a, this guy's funny. The third, oh, hold man. on, last third is dominantly oak-focused. With a touch of cream nuts and intermittent creamed coffee. Halfway through, an off-putting stale bitterness forms. <laughs> the retrohale maintains its intense dried pepper. And sharp oak, but loses out the cream nuts. The finish is mainly comp <laughs> comprised of stale oak. Still, this is not a good review. <laughs> it's, it's funny, though. Burn, I just want to see if he... Uh, okay, he also says uh -huh. ash. He <laughs> I hope that that was fake. Nope. His overall... All right, based on what I just read, let's see what his overall says. The cigar started out well with some nuanced flavors. And then, <laughs> hmm, sounded nuanced to me. And then after the first ash dropped, ooh, the flavors, that ash. flavors become much fuller. I probably attribute that to maintaining the ash for so long at the beginning. Yeah, because having a large ash really mellows out the cigar. Yeah, it completely changes the profile. <laughs> I really liked the small transitions that the cigar started with. At the midway point, the flavors became more linear. This is another that nice addition to the Herrera Stelly line, and one I would gladly revisit in the future. If you like the taste of wood, he didn't say that, but... <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh, my. He does a second overall. I'm not even going to get into that. And it's so funny. All these reviews we've read are all of the same cigar. Yep. And that's what we're smoking. It makes no sense. Nope. And it just tastes like a good cigar to me. Yeah, it's a good cigar. <laughs> yep. He also mentioned earlier on that there was the taste of cinnamon. No, he said the taste of a spice that wasn't quite cinnamon. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So, hey, for anyone who's still listening, we got a couple reviews in. Nice, Manny. You're just gassy all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, hey. This has been terrific. And I'm not even going to ask what we're going to smoke next time because I'm pretty sure how we didn't answer it took us like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But it'll probably be a cigar. We'll figure it out. You know, with all of the... Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. That was a little one. No, check yourself after that one, man. I know, it's getting close. Uh, hey, 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 off topic. I got dressed this morning at about 8 o'clock. Um, I used the restroom. 
I don't know, four times throughout the day. Um, and it wasn't until right before we started recording this podcast that I realized that my boxers were on backwards all day long. Wow. And I find that interesting because, mind you, I use the restroom four times throughout the day. And every time I just thought I was having a hard time finding the pee slot. <laughs> that is, wow, man, that is a fascinating yeah. story. <laughs> yep. Hashtag. You had trouble finding the yep. pee hole in yep. your underwear. <laughs> yep. Hashtag chase thoughts. Because, because you had them on backwards. Yep. I think I'm going to start that. That's going to become popular. Hashtag chase thoughts. Oh, I thought you mean going to start wearing your underwear backwards as like a fad. Well, I mean, you know, it keeps the gypsies away. What does that even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Hashtag chase thoughts. <laughs> wow. No, Manny, play it. Fascinating. Thanks. Play Thanks us out that. before we ruin our career in podcasting. Yeah, let me <laughs> jumpstart my musical career. Hang in there. <clears throat> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs>